الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين <تصفيق> الذي لا إله إلا هو على ما من به علينا من النعمة الكثيرة الظاهرة والباطنة وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه أما بعد after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one that none has the right to be worshipped except Him, who has bestowed upon us blessings that are numerous, or bounties that are numerous in abundance, that which is madha inward and outward, and we testify that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah, who is alone without having any partners, and I bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah, that he is his servant and his messenger. Amma ba'ad to proceed, ikhwan, fa'ayyu darisin nadrusuhu al-layla. What class do we have tonight? Minhaj al-salikim. Fama ma'ana al-minhaj. So what's the meaning of the word minhaj? Ishmatullah. The path. Al-tariq, the path. Jamilan. Shaykh Mayra ma'ana al-salik. What does it mean? The word as-salik. The wayfarer. The wayfarer, the traveler, our scent. Now, one of our beloved sisters, the Fadali. What is the word minhaj? Minhaj is al-tariq, the path. As-sayru, the path. Al-adhi as-salik. The path that someone is traveling upon. Naam. Hadi his sundus alayla? Sundus here tonight? Jamila. Tayyip. Man yadkulana faidatan ta'alamna qabalu. Who can give us a benefit that we learned previously? A benefit that we learned previously. One of our sisters, Fadali. MashaAllah. The origin of purification is bilma, with water. Hada huwa al-asl, and that's the foundation. Women ayda qadr. Jamil, and the statement of the Messenger Ali sallallahu alaihi that Allah Taala does not accept the salah except that the person has purification. Accent. Prayer has conditions. Prayer has conditions. Hal shurut tataqaddamu qabla salah aw hal hiya fi salah aw hal hiya ba'da salah? Manuji, who can answer? Before the salah. Are conditions before the prayer, in the prayer, after the prayer? As our Shaykh mentions, conditions come before the action. إذا العبد يريد مثلا أن يعلم كيف يميز بين الشرط والواجب أو الركن مثلا فالشرط دائما وأبدا يقع قبل الفعل يقع قبل الفعل If someone is asking how do I this, this, uh, differentiate between a, a condition of something or a pillar or an obligation Pillars, conditions always come before. They have to be there before. 
the action takes place. No. وَأَمَّا الْوَاجِبَاتِ وَالْأَرْكَانِ تَكُونُ فِي دَاخِلِ الْفِعْلِ دَاخِلِ الْفِعْلِ As for the pillars of a thing and the obligations of a thing, they are inside of the action itself. Pillars come before. Pillars come before. طَائِبْ قَالَ الْإِمَامُ السَّعَدِيُّ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى بَابُ الْمِيَاهِ Chapter of the various types of water. قَالَ وَطَهَارَةُ النَّوْعَانِ He says, purification is of two types. Purification is of two types. أَحَدُهُمَا أَطَهَارَةُ بِالْمَاهِ وَهِيَ الْأَصُلُ The first type of the two is the purification that is done with water. And as our sister she mentions, هَذَا هِيَ الْأَصُلُ This one is the origin. فَإِذَا لَعَبْضُ يُرِيدُ أَنْ يَتَيَمَّمْ عَلَيْهِ مَثَلًا أَوَّلًا أَنْ يَبْحَثْ عَنِ الْمَاءِ عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَسْتَحِقُّ أَوْ أَنْ يَكُونَ مُسْتَحِقًا بِأَنْ يَتَيَمَّمْ لَا يُمْكِنُ أَنْ يَخْتَارَ إِلَّا بِبَعْضِ الشُّرُوطِ If the person wants to make tayammum, he has to first make sure that he or she is qualified to make tayammum. You have to, you have to, you just can't choose when I want to make tayammum. Right now I'm tired. Bismillah. I'm going to make tayammum. It's easy. Not like that. You have to qualify first. There are some conditions that have to be met for you to make tayammum. What is one of them? Father Sheikh. What's the condition that has to be there? in order for you to be qualified to make tayammum. There's no, uh, there's potential fear of getting, getting into the water. Yeah, example, For example, the brother has water. He has enough water, but he's afraid this water is harmful. He doesn't have other than that. This water is too cold, for example. In the shaita, in the winter, he doesn't have any way to heat the water up. Sometimes in the villages, you can't, you don't have no oven. You don't have no stove. So a lot of times you're eating cold rice, cold meat, cold everything. You have to be patient there, for example. I remember in Yemen, Yaikhwan, that's probably why I love rice now. So all you had a lot of times is rice, rice, and rice, and more rice, and more rice, and one more night of rice. And one more night of rice. At any rate, and you say, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. nas Some people don't have anything. So how can we get mad? You say to your family, we haven't rice again for the third, fifth, ninth, for the twentieth time. You should say, Alhamdulillah. Yes, you haven't rice. Alhamdulillah. Some people don't have anything, You'll be amazed how much we are ungrateful. How much we are ungrateful. بَعْضُ الْأَيَمَّ مَا عِنْدَهُمْ إِلَّا ثَوْبًا وَاحِدٌ مِنْهُمْ عُمَرٌ وَكَانَ لَهُ ثَوْبَانٌ كَانَ لَهُ ثَوْبَانٌ Many of the great imams only had one garment. Umar, he had two garments. Two. One night his own wife, تَقُولْ لَهُ She said to him, لَا يُمْكِنُكَ أَنْ تَلْبَسَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ هَذَا الرَّذِيلَ his own wife one night coming to the salah with him, she said, why well, he was the Khalifa. 
you can't wear another garment. It was raggedy. It was old. It was shabby. You don't have nothing else to wear. He says, "Naam عندي غير هذا لكن هو أسوأ من هذا." Oh, كما قال رضي الله عنه. He said, "Yes, I got another garment I can wear, but it's more raggedy than this one." He only had two garments. For example, nowadays you'll be amazed. عندنا ملابس للشتاء وملابس للصيف وأحذية للشتاء وأحذية للصيف لكل صيف لكل فصل عندنا ملابس. Most of us today we have clothes for every season. Winter clothes, summer clothes, spring clothes, fall clothes. We have shoes for every season. Many of the great imams didn't have anything. Anything. And Nabi alayhi salatu salama, kama qalas Aisha radiallahu anha, min shaharin ila shahar, mundu shaharin, ma'akala illa al aswadan, ma'akala illa al aswadan. Our mother mentions in the hadith that's collected in the Sahih. That a, a moon would come and a moon would go. Meaning two months would pass and all we ate was the two black ones. I'll challenge my own self. One day I hope my man reaches that level. Before I challenge you brothers and sisters. To go two months and only eat and drink the two black things. What are they? Dates, a tamar, and water. Two months. And Nabi was ojatuhu. The Prophet and his wife. You can imagine a woman, now, and I'm not saying do this. I'm not, I'm not saying do this. I'm not saying do this, Ikhwan. You say to your wife, honey, guess what? Mundu shahreen, for two months. La nakulu ana wa anti illa al aswadan. I'm not saying do that. You go to your wife, hey, Saliki, how's everything? Listen, for two months, all we're going to eat are the two black things. Water and dates. If she's from our women, what is she going to do? If she's from our women. <laughs> Myra's laughing, Sheikh's laughing. You go home right now. Hey, I learned, mashallah, something the prophet did. I want to try it. What is it? Mashallah. You going to do it with me? Inshallah. What, what did he do, alayhi salam? Two months. All he ate was dates and water. What she's going to do? Back to Abby. I'm going back to Umi. I'm going home. Call me when the two months is over. That's most of our women, ikhwah. That's the messenger, alayhi salatu salam. He used to do that. May Allah help us, That's all he had. He didn't complain. He said, Ahmadullah ta'ala. We praise Allah ta'ala. No. You amaze how ungrateful we are, ya khwan, as Muslims. May Allah help us all. There is some misunderstanding regarding, like uh, some brothers, even they, uh, they have, I, I just, myself, everybody to know about ah. this. They are thinking that uh, since uh, Omar, he was a prophet, and he was a little mu'mineen, and mm. he, even at that time, they, they, uh, the fars and they defeat the fars and they have some wealth, everything, no. jewelers, everything. But he had the same thing. This is this is from his iman, not that he doesn't have anything to do, right? Because mm. they say they it didn't depends. have any things. That's he, why they didn't get. If they have, they uh, use a lot. No, no, no. That's different. That's a good point. Some companions were extremely poor. And some companions were extremely rich. 
فالإيمان لا يدلنا على عدم الأشياء الإباحة أو المباحة لا Having strong iman does not point you to the fact that you leave off those things that are allowed. It's not a condition. It can. You can be zahid. You can be an uh, abstinious person uh, from zuhud. That can be from iman. Or that is rather from iman. Being a minimalist and a zahid are two different descriptions. A minimalist can come from iman or it can be from your personal. But zuhud usually comes from iman. And a minimalist just means you only have aqallu shay. You take al-ashya, lakin taktafi bi aqalli shay. You take things that are allowed, but you suffice yourself with the, the, the smallest amount. Instead of getting three cards, you get one. Instead of getting five thobes, no, I just get one thobe. Maybe two. Instead of, my, I have a lot of scars, may Allah make it easy. Instead of getting a lot of imama, I have a lot, yeah, Maybe I shouldn't use that example. Instead of using it, uh, Instead of having 15 imams stuck for Allah, he may have three imams. Alhamdulillah, that's the minimalist. The Zahid is only going to take this, he's going to have the least, for example. And he's staying away from those things that are allowed from his iman of Allah. He lives in this life as a stranger, as it comes in the hadith of Ibn Umar. هو ينام ليس على الفراش لا ينام كأنه غريب ينام على الأرض مثلا he doesn't sleep in the bed is it haram to sleep in the bed the answer is no you can get the mashallah they have the plush and the double plush the triple plush when you lay on the bed it doesn't even feel like a bed Allah Akbar you can get that that's allowed but the zahid he's not going to get that he suffice himself even from those things that are allowed He's going to sleep on the floor, for example. So he's doing it for his iman. He's coming closer to Allah Ta'ala by leaving off those things that the people have. We have them in Sunnah. And that's the Sunnah of the Messenger, alayhi salatu Can the Nabi, alayhi salatu zahidan? The Prophet of Allah was zahidan. This doesn't mean that he was Sufi. Some of the people think, if you have this zuhud, you are Sufi. And that's not correct. Sufi is a methodology, but staying away from the dunya, for example, it'd be better if they use the word zuhud as it comes in a hadith, not the word Sufi. Let's continue, Imam Sa'adi, rahimahullah. So as Sa'adi continues. قال فكل ماء نزل من السماء أو نبع من الأرض فهو طهور يطهر من الأحداد والأقباث. He says, رحمه الله تعالى. We're reading from the words of a Saadi. He says, so every type of water that comes from the heavens, that comes from the heavens, أو نبع من الأرض. Or springs forth or sprouts forth from the earth. What water sprouts from from the, from the earth? Springs. springs. Some ponds. They sprout up. All of these waters from the heavens, from the earth. These types of water or this type of water is tahor. It is pure. And it purifies from 
being in a state of impurity and it purifies from filth. Even if, there's a benefit for you brothers and sisters studying filth, even if the color changes, pay attention here, or even if the taste changes, or even if the smell changes by something falling into it that is pure, the water still remains tahor. As the Messenger of Allah says, This hadith, the Messenger والسلام, he says, This hadith, the Messenger of Allah says, Verily water, it is tahor, it is pure. And nothing makes it impure. Nothing makes it impure. And this hadith is collected by the Imams of the Sunan. Who are the Imams of the Sunan? Nasai. Nasai. Ibn Majah. Tirmidhi. Abu Dawood. Ibn Abi Shayba. Ibn Abi Shayba. Tayyib. There are a few opinions about the Imams of the Sunan when you're talking about Hadith. If you say Ahl Sunan or Ummahat Sunan, some of them say only four, as you brothers mentioned Imam Abu Dawood. Al-Tirmidhi, Nasai, Ibn Majah, the main four. Other scholars add every scholar who wrote a sunnah. Al-Bayhaqi, uh, Ibn Abi Shayba. Uh, if you wrote a book called the Sunan, they fit you in the people of the Sunan regarding hadith. But the first opinion is more correct. When you hear the phrase Ahl Sunan talking about hadith, then intent is four. Abu Dawood, Al-Nasai, Al-Tirmidhi, and Ibn Majah. And Ibn Majah. And the weakest of the four, the weakest of the four is Ibn Majah. His book is a Sahih book. It's an authentic, but tremendous book, Yahwan. And the strongest is Abu Dawood. Some say Tirmidhi. They argue there. The weakest of the four is Ibn Majah. The strongest of the four is Abu Dawood. Some say Tirmidhi. The greatest of the four in fiqh, some scholars say Abu Dawood. Some scholars say An-Nasai. And some scholars say Al-Tirmidhi. They differ. قَالَ بَعْدُ الْعُلَمَاءِ مَنْ لَهُ سُنَنَ التِّرْمَذِي فِي بَيْتِهِ فَكَأَنَّ النَّبِيَ عَلَيْهِ صَلَاةُ السَّلَامَ فِي بَيْتِهِ حَيِّيٌ Some scholars say, praising Al-Tirmidhi's book. Whoever has the book of a tirmidhi it's a book you barely hear about. It's a tremendous book, Yahweh. The Sunan of Imam Al-Tirmidhi. It's a tremendous hadith book. We have to get that book, inshallah ta'ala, and start some reminders from that book. It's a tremendous book. Some scholars say whoever has this book in their house is as if the Prophet is alive in their house. Al-Tirmidhi. No. All of the, uh, like, all of the hadith are uh, authentic in there, or is that's a good question. Hishmatullah is asking. Uh, Abu Dawood, 
Is everything in Abu Dawood's book, at Tirmidhi's book, Nasa'i's book, Ibn Majah's book, authentic hadith? The answer is no. There are some weak hadith in all of them. There are some weak hadith in all of them. Akhtharu hadith in Adaif, Mawjudun, Fi Sunani, Ibn Majah. Most, if you compare the four, if you compare the four, the one that has the most weak narrations is Ibn Majah. But all of them have a few small weak hadith in them, all of them. But the weakest is Ibn Majah. But it's a tremendous book also. We're not saying, I don't want you to misunderstand. We're not saying these books, don't study them. No, we hope to get to this level to memorize from these tremendous books here. Yeah, these books are awesome. In America, you barely hear anyone teaching the likes of these books. These books are tremendous. If you try to read one, I guarantee you can't put it down. We come tomorrow and we read anyone you wish. I guarantee you we change our curriculum and we start reading from... Those books are tremendous books, yeah. That's a good question also. Ibn Kathir and his tafsir. Some scholars praise it. But most scholars praise it. The one criticism that they get to Ibn Kathir is that he mentions a lot of narrations from the Israeliyat, which are narrations from Bani Israel that sometimes you can't ascertain are they authentic or are they not authentic. And he mentions a lot of them in Ibn Kathir. At any rate, as long as you have the one that has the check-in, because he mentions the chain, for example. At any rate, there are some weak narrations there. But that's one of the best, if not the best book of Tafsir you're going to study, Ibn Kathir. He quotes a lot from Al-Tabari. So some scholars say Tabari is better. The proof to that is Ibn Kathir quotes from him. If you guys listen to when the ulama are quoting, stick to those imams also. For example, when the great scholars of Hadith, when you study who they refer to, At-Tirmidhi says, I asked Bukhari about this narration. This shows the status of Bukhari. He says, I asked Ahmed about this. This shows the status of Ahmed. Ibn Kathir is quoting from Al-Tabari. This shows the status of Al-Tabari. So you pay attention to those great Imams that the great Imams quote from. For example. Let's get back So Ahl-Sunan are Abu Dawood. Al-Tirmadhi, Al-Nasa'i, and Ibn Majah. One of my favorite books from all of them is Ibn Majah. His fiqh is awesome. Where do you get his fiqh from? Huh? From Quran and Sunnah, but in his book. Where do you find his Sunnah? He doesn't have a book that he explained. Abu Dawood doesn't have a book that he explained. Al-Tirmidhi doesn't have a book that he explained. And Ibn Majah doesn't have a book that he explained. So where do you get their fiqh from? In the hadith, but a certain space. We don't have those books here, yeah, Juan. Ah, and these four books, Ta'ib, Abu Dawood, Nasa'i, Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah. Ta'ib, somebody look one of these books up, yeah, Juan. Go to one of them. One of the books, any one of you. One of your sisters go to Abu Dawood. One of the brothers go to Nasa'i. Ta'ib, when you open one of them up, I want you to read a chapter title. Which one are you reading from? Which, which, which? Abu Dawood says, Kitab al Tahara. Read the chapter title. Chapter title, Seclusion, being secluded while you're relieving oneself. Then he mentions the hadith. What's the first hadith? 
حدثنا عبد عبد العزيز نعم يعني ابن محمد عن محمد يعني ابن عمر وعن ابي سلمه عن المغيره بن شعبه ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان اذا ذهب المذهب ابعد طيب so he mentioned that hadith and Mughirb ibn Shu'ba that when the Messenger ﷺ, he went to relieve himself, Aba'ad, he made himself far away from the people. So he mentioned the chapter, what's the chapter again? Seclusion on relieving yourself. Then he brings a hadith to either affirm that or oppose it. So where is his understanding at? In the chapter titles. The scholars of hadith, using the chapter titles, explain their fiqh. When the scholars say, Bukhari understood it like this. They're getting that from his chapter titles. When they say, Abu Da'ud understood it like this. That comes from the chapter titles. So this is a benefit of the, the books of hadith. If the Imam is a faqih and a muhaddith, like Abu Da'ud. Imam Muslim doesn't do that. Some scholars say Muslim is not as afqah as these other great Imams. He doesn't mention the chapter titles. When you read Muslim, somebody go to Muslim. When you read Muslim's book, the chapter titles are not from him. Usually Imam Anawi added them, or some other students of the Shafi'i Madhab added them. Imam Muslim just writes, Kitab such and such, book of such and such, book of such and such. Abu Da'ud, Nasa'i, Tirmidhi, and Ibn Majah, they bring the book and they bring the chapter title. That's important. That's gonna help you later on in your fiqh studies. When you wanna see, what does Abu Da'ud understand? You go to his chapter titles. So he's showing it's a sunnah when you want to use the bathroom, the sisters go to the hammamat and you have one star, two star, three star. She's on the sunnah, she says, I'm going to do the sunnah. What's the sunnah? I'm going to go to the furthest star. If you can, you go far away from the people to use the hammam. That's the sunnah of the Messenger. Get far away as you can, especially if you're outside. Don't just, some of the brothers, you know, we're playing ball. He says, hey, five minutes, yaakhi. And he goes right there. Not like that. You go far away. Aba'ad. He went far. You don't let no one see you use the hamam. No one. That's a sunnah. And you get that from that hadith. So, here it says, Hadithana Abdul Aziz, Ya'ni, Ibn Muhammad, and Muhammad, Ya'ni. So now, Abu Da'ud, when you see the Ya'ni, Ya'ni is a good, is an eloquent verb. It means, A'na Ya'ni. In the Maldi, you say, A'na. In the Madari, you say, Ya'ni. It means to mean. He's saying such and such. Somebody is teaching, someone else interjects. You say, Ya'ni, he means such and such. So when he said such and such name, Ya'ni, he's saying he is such and such. He means such and such. That's an eloquent verb. It means to mean. No. The sister is talking. Another sister says, Ta'ni. What she means is Alibata. Like that. Ta'ya. He says, Wahu Sahih. And this hadith is authentic and is collected by Abu Sa'id al Khuduri. Abu Sa'idin al Khuduri. Ta'ya. Qala ba'dul ulama. Ma'ana had al hadith. Laysa kama ashari lehi as Sa'adi. Some scholars say this hadith that as Sa'adi is using, the meaning of it. Is not how a Saadi is using it. What you understand from a Saadi here is that what? Nothing can make water impure. And that's how some scholars understand it. Other scholars say, no, that's not the meaning. 
The meaning is, water is always pure unless one of the three things change, its taste, its smell, and its mother, the color, by something impure falling into it. If it's impure, then the water becomes impure. Right? So they say the meaning of the hadith is not that the water never becomes pure. It means it's always pure unless something that's impure changes one of the three tenets of the water. He says, meaning, the explainer, he says, the water that comes from the heavens or that springs up from the earth in the various forms, this water is tahor yutahir. It is pure in itself and it purifies. It is pure in itself and it purifies. Write this down, Yaqwan. Aqsamu al-miya. Aqsamu al-miya. The categories of water. The categories of water. Al-ulama yaqtalifuna fi aqsam al-miya. The scholars differ regarding the types of water. The scholars differ regarding the types of water. Ida qawlain. Into three positions into three uh, into two positions into two uh, positions and the first opinion first opinion you may see this in some books of al-fiqh there are three types of water first position there are three types of water and the second position is that no there are only two types of water and the second opinion is the strongest. Some scholars say there are three types of water, but in reality there are two. That's the strongest opinion. That's the one that has the proofs. For those that say there are three, what are they? Tahor, Tahir, and Najis. For those that say there are three, they say tahor, write these phrases down, Yahwan. Tahor, ta, ha, wow, ra. Tahor, tahor, ta, t, a, h, u, u, r. Tahor, tahor. Second category, tahir. Tahir. Ta alif ha ra ta here ta here and the third nudges the third nudges now this also shows an importance of Arabic some translate tahor and tahir to be both pure water but there's a difference there's a difference tahor and tahir tahir you would say pure Water. Tahir, pure water. Tahor, pure water that can purify. Pure water that can purify. 
Not every pure water can purify. Tahor ma'un tahirun mutahirun. Tahor is pure water that can purify. So they're not the same. First category, tahir, pure water. Tahor, pure water that can purify. And Najis, impure water. Second category, waters of two types. Tahorun wa Najisun. Tahorun Najisun. Pure water that can purify and impure water. Why do some scholars say the water that's tahir, that title shouldn't be used? Why do they say, no, waters of two types? You shouldn't call water ma'un tahir? Why do they say you shouldn't use that? That's their understanding. That's their understanding from what? Where they get it? From the hadith. From the hadith and the ayat. It falls, um, it falls under, tahir falls under tahur. Tahir, it can. That's a good point, it can. What is the difference between What's the difference between water that is Tahir and water that's Tahor if they both are pure? Hey, not every pure water you can purify from. The water that's Tahor is pure and you can purify from it. It's Tahir and then some. Sometimes you go to our, our favorite store, the Somali Mall, and you buy one thing. Especially the one nice store, I always go in there just to get something. They always give you something extra. Me and I've raised that store. That, that, the little nice sister, mashallah, her family is there. The little kids are running around. Alhamdulillah, always give you a gift. You buy one thing, she says, hey, take two. You say, no, I only brought one. She gives you ziyada. She gives you something extra. You buy one oil, shukran ya akhi, take another. Every store doesn't do that. That's a blessing. Maybe she knows the hadith about giving extra sometimes. Sometimes the person doesn't have it. She won $10. Oh, I only got seven, eight. I only got $8. She said, shukran, hat. That's a bless. That's a, a, a sunnah. Sometimes the people are so strict in money. They only take the amount. I want $10 and $10 only. He has $9.35. No, no, it's not my problem. $10. So it's a sunnah. You don't have all of it. Give me what you have. Or you brought one. Take two. Sometimes. Not to everybody. You're going to lose your business. But to some people. That's a sunnah. It softens the hearts. At any rate. So the water that's tahor. It's tahir and something extra. Tahor is pure. And you can purify from it. Tahir is pure. But you can't purify from it. فَعِنْدَنَا مَا مَثَلًا وَبَضَعْنَا سُكْرًا فِيهِ الْآنِ هذا tahir. لكن ليس طهورا لأننا وضعنا سكرا فيه وتغير بهذا السكر لونه أو طعنه أو ريحه فأصبح طاهرا بدون مطهر والله أعلم. So now we have water, pure water, is طاهر and مطهر أو طاهر and طهور. We add some sugar to it. If the sugar changes the taste, the color, or the smell, it becomes نجس. No. It's still pure water. It's still tahir, but now it's not tahor. Right? You guys with me? It's on the shift. If the color, taste, or smell changes like a lot. 
It can turn into something different. They become juice. Next time you make tea, I want you to use a clear cup. You can have a fit class in your kitchen. But we can tell you, hey, Bismillah, gather around. I'm going to show you the difference in three minutes. Alhamdulillah. You take the tea. You got your water that's tall here. Tahor. Pure water. Has to be pure water. Sometimes in the sink, that water is not tahor. You turn it on, and it's every other color under the rainbow. That water, you have to be careful. You can't make wudu from that water. Sometimes the pipes are old, and the water changes. The colors that you don't know what's in there, so that water may not be tahor. So now, you take your water for the tea. You pitch your tea bag. Is tea bags tahir? Oh, no, just they're tahir. So tahir and tahir. You put the tea in the water. Now, nothing happens to the taste, smell, or uh, or the color. Now it remains tahor. Even though the tea bag is in there. It's not about what's in it all the time. Sometimes you still have to look at, did it affect the water? Sometimes the quwwatul ma tunkiru quwwata shayin akhar wa la tata'atharu bihi. Sometimes the water is so strong or so much that this little thing, the water overpowers it. This happens even in some things that are nudges. You put the water in the, in the bottle and you put the tea bag in the bottle with the water. Nothing changes. Now you can make wudu from that water. Even if you see the tea bag in it, it's still tahor. It didn't change. Now you get a smaller cup. The water is not so strong. You put the tea bag in the water and the color changes, the taste changes, and the smell changes because of the tea bag. Now you cannot make wudu from that water. But is it impure water or pure water? It's still pure. So it's still tahir, but it's no longer tahor. That's the difference between tahor and tahir. Men la yafam, who doesn't understand? So what three things are you looking at? Memorize these three things, ikhwan. Alone, wa ta'am, wa rih. The color, the taste, and the smell. Sometimes you have to come to the water and you have to smell it and see if it still smells like pure water. Sometimes you have to, you have to take one for the masjid. <laughs> you have to say, I got this one, Myra. Can't use that water. You don't swallow it, just taste it. Sometimes you have to look at it. To see is the water still tahor. So why do some scholars say you shouldn't say tahir? Because it doesn't come in the ayat and it doesn't come in the hadith. The thing that comes in the hadith is najis and tahor. So Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn Qayyim, uh, other scholars they say, Shaykh Udaymi, that our Shaykh, Shaykh Muqbal, that water is of two types. Tahor and najis. They use what Allah says in the Quran and what the Messenger of Allah says in the Sunnah. Water that's tahor, pure in itself, and purifies. And water that is najis. Man la yafam. Father Sheikh. I thought you said water that's impure. Water that's impure, najis. In the hadith, say it again. Tahor. Not tahir. Look at the wording. Look at the hadith. No. Some scholars they argue, as Saadi, how he mentioned it, 
is like he's saying, nothing can make anything impure. If the water is pure, nothing can make it impure. Some scholars say that. Other scholars say, no, that's not what the prophet means. They mean that as long as, he means that as long as water is the dominant factor, whatever comes into the water, the water itself, if it reached a large quantity, as it's going to come in Hadith ibn Umar, if the water reaches a kulla, a kulla is like a large body of water, nothing can make that water impure. Other scholars say in this hadith here, the Prophet doesn't mean water that's secluded. If you put something in it and the taste changes, the color changes, and the smell changes, that that water is still pure. They say that's not what the Prophet means. They say he means if the water is a vast quantity of water, kulatain, at least kulatain, it's going to come in the hadith. No matter what you do to this water, it's always going to fight it. You ever go swimming, mashallah ta'ala, you put a little bit of bleach in the water, a little bit of chloride in the water just a little bit that water is stronger than the chlorine it fights it, it repels it it flushes it out but then sometimes you put a whole lot of chlorine in the water and now you can see the chlorine in the water you can see it you can smell it if you taste it you can taste it so the meaning here according to majority of the scholars is the water that reached a vast quantity at least a kulla a kulla is like a a certain, amount of, a certain amount of gallons of water has to be. Nothing is going to alter this, this change of this water. Because the water is so much. But the way Asadi mentions it, it looks like he's saying, any water, no matter how small, how big, it doesn't matter. But that's not the case. He's not talking about those big ocean type of sizes. No. If it reaches that large quantity, something can change the effect of the water. Wallah but there are two positions of that hadith there. That's one of them. He says, So two types of water. This is the strongest opinion. Tahor and najis. And it's not a third type. Why do they argue that? Because the word tahir doesn't come in the ayat when Allah talks about water. Also doesn't come in the hadith when the Prophet talks about water. Now this is a strong point of al-fiqh. Memorize this, Yaqwan. The determining factor of how you determine is the changing of water by something impure falling in the water. How do you determine water that's tahir or tahur or water that's najis? By that water changing by something impure. The only thing that can make water impure, unless it reaches the, a large, vast weight of water or measure of water, is something impure falling into the water and changing it. It's not enough that something impure is in it, it has to be changed. We're playing ball, and we have a, a buckets of water. And a cat walks past. And it looks like the cat accidentally, maybe it's a Muslim cat, so we're going to say accidentally. Yabulu fil dilwa, or fil dalwa. The Muslim cat accidentally urinated in the bucket of water. But it doesn't affect the water. How can it not affect the water? It's urine. Sometimes the water is so much that the water flushes the urine out. 
it's not it's like it's not even there right so you come over i saw the cat it got in there i was looking right i saw it i saw it that word is impure not yet it's not about something impure being in it two things have to be there wujud al-najasa fi ahad al-ma the impurity in the water and taghiru al-ma the water has to be affected by the impurity if it's not infected by it that word is still tahur it's still allowed to be used for wudu what if it's like a small amount there you have like the water bottle mm -hmm. and then one drop of pee goes in there one drop yeah. you apply the same principles look at two things something impure yes i saw the cat it was a little water bottle number two did it affect it if it's a small amount of water usually the smallest impurity affects it but if it's a great a large body of water that's different so one little gatorade size bottle the cat peed in the bottle ask yourself two things impurity yes urine impure with the proofs and from the quran and sunnah did it change the water yes if it changed the water you can't use this water no more kool-aid tea it doesn't matter if it's changed abu hanifa has an opinion as long as the water is still water you can use it other scholars say no if one of these three take place then it's not allowed for the servant to purify himself from it what if the cat licks it or drinks from it same principle oh licks it or drinks it i don't think the cat saliva i don't know no proof to say the saliva of the cat is impure the saliva of the dog the scholars differ imam malik has an opinion that the saliva of the dog is pure other scholars ahmed says is impure the saliva of a cat I don't know no proof to say. I think a cat is different okay. than the dog. Huh? Cat okay. Yeah, I think cat is no proof to say. Remember, Yahwan, we learned the principle a week ago regarding things. What's the principle? Everything's halal. Hey. Al-Aslif al The origin in things is that these things are pure and they're allowed. So until you find some proof, you can get a little cat, a little kiss. Hey, assalamualaikum. Then you find some proof. No, his saliva is impure. So now it's different. One of our sisters had their hands up. Someone else? Tfadda. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, I'm not sure if it's correct, but mm. the water is under two bullets. No. No matter, even if the color does not change or the taste or the smell, any nijasa goes in it. No. It's automatically impure. Some say that. Some say that. But the correct will be, you have to look at one of the three. Some do say that. They say the size of the water is the proof. Not the change in them. They differ there. That's true. The correct opinion of Allah, it is the size and it is what fell in it. And you have to look at the change. Three things. Some say, no, no. If it's less than a qulla and it's something impure, that's enough. That's not correct. Allah, you have to look at the taghir ulma. Did the water change or not? Even a small amount of water. If the water changed. Sometimes you're in a tub and... <laughs> <laughs> Your towel is somewhere else. You get that, that feeling. You don't want to wet the whole bathroom up. You say, okay, oh, it's going down anyway once I flush it. So, you drop it out. <laughs> Can you turn around and make wudu from that water? It depends. <laughs> what are you looking at? Come on, come on, come on. This happens sometimes when the women are with the babies. And she's washing Ahmed up, giving him a ghusl. And then Ahmed, 
Ya bulu fil ma. He just does a number one. Type. <laughs> can you make wudu from that water? It depends. What do you want to look at? Color, taste. Color, taste, and the smell. And the smell. If you memorize that, you got it, ikhwan. That's it. Type. He says, so if the water does not change because of the najasa, the impurity, then the water remains pure water that you can use to purify yourself from it. Our brother says, you can't, you can't make wudu with it because of the sugar, but it's still pure. MashaAllah. Sheikh Nakir, that's correct. May Allah bless you. He says, However, if the water is changed by the najasa, then the water becomes najas impure. And there's not between them two uh, like an intermediary between the two of them. And that's correct, Yahwan. If the water is changed by something that's impure, then the water becomes impure. Okay, then if uh, we have a uh bucket of water it's open like uh, mm -hmm. the top of it open and a uh, uh, chicken can or just like where is jack or huh? just put he starts putting stuff in there same or thing just get water and drink water from it he drinks from the water and then the, the color of the taste or the smell changes type here there's some ikhtilaf fat there but as long as there's nothing impure to affect it if the, the duck itself the chicken comes and pecks in the water and then the change comes. The taste or the color comes. That word is still tahir, but it's not tahur. And this is why some scholars of fiqh, they bring another type. Because they say water can sometimes be pure, but you can't purify yourself from it. So they, some of them add that other title, tahir. So some scholars say there are three types. قَالَ سَعَدِي رَحِمَهَ اللَّهِ فَإِن تَغَيِّرَ, فإن تغير أَحَدُ أَوْصَافِهِ بِنَجَاسَةٍ فَهُوَ نَجَاسٍ and if the water, one of the qualities of the water, what are the qualities of the water? Taste, smell, color. If one of them change by something impure, then the water becomes impure and it's obligatory to stay away from it. We mentioned that already. He says again, and the origin of things is that they are pure and they are allowed. قال سعدي رحمه الله فإذا شك المسلم في نجاسة الماء أو ثوب أو بقعة أو غيرها فهو طاهر. Now he gives a fifth point. He says, if a Muslim has doubt of something being impure regarding the water, he has doubt, is this water impure or not? Or he has doubt something is on his garment. And he doesn't know. I don't know what this spot is here. I'm hoping it's my oil. I don't know. You don't know what it is. I've got doubt. Or in the place. There's something in your area. You're doubtful. Is this thing nudges or not? He's doubtful. Not that he has knowledge. He's doubtful. He says, then it becomes tahir. It's pure. Doubt does not remove the ruling of the thing. You're making the salah and you're doubtful. Did I make wudu or not? I'm doubtful. I'm doubtful. So now, do you have to go make a wudu? 
The answer is no. If you remember with yaqeen and certainty, you remember with certainty. I remember making wudu for maghrib. I remember. I broke my wudu, mashallah. I remember that. And then I made a new wudu. I remember that. Are you certain? Yes. But I don't remember. Did I, did I break my wudu after that or not? He's still in wudu. Why? Doubt does not remove certainty. If you're certain of a thing, doubt won't remove it. No. Uh, you have like faucet water. Mm. That's perfectly clear. And it's like, feels normal. No. But like, <laughs> it tastes kind of awful. Now, if you don't have no proof that the thing is nudges. You know it tastes awful, you have no idea what it is. If you don't have no idea what it is, but it tastes a little strange and you have more water, I will go with the other water. You don't have no other water here and you're really doubtful and it tastes really like, for example, then if you don't have anything else, you, you make tayammu, for example. <laughs> out of fear, out of fear, but not knowing is different than having doubt, ya khwan. So that would be a tough one here. If you made tayammum from that example, that, that appears to be the most strength, the most correct. Wallah alam. No. Yeah, similar with the, the pipe as well. Hey, sometimes with... Hey, no. Color changes. No. The like old or the rust. Same thing. You're waiting and waiting and waiting, and that's the color of that water there, and you have more water? La, la, la. You don't know what that could be. It could be from the pipes. Most likely it's from the pipes. It'd be more safe. Aslamu and tatawadda min ghayri hadal ma that you make wudu from other than that water. No. Yes, some some cities, uh, when you go, they say don't drink the water, mm. but it's clean. <laughs> it could be, but it could be something in. Sometimes you can't see in Yemen. I think that's why my stomach hurts me today. <laughs> Wallah, it's real, yeah, I never had stomach pains until I went to, to Yemen. Someone's gonna say, hey, now you're talking about the Yemenis. No, I love Yemen. It's one of my favorite countries in the world. Some of the kindest people I ever met to this day were from Yemen. In the Yemen, I only seen this practice only in Yemen. It's a cultural thing. You're sitting with the Yemeni or talking with the Yemeni or around the Yemeni, and you say, oh, mashallah, I like that. Whatever it is. He does something you're never going to see ever. Someplace in Africa also. He's going to do what? Whatever it is. I've never seen nothing like this. What is he going to do? He's going to give it to you. I was on a bus one time with a brother, and we, you know, we're Americans. Well, I'm from America. So I just start using that culture, that kindness. I'm getting all free stuff. Tell <laughs> you, you want to bust with the brother? Me and my friend uh, Bilal, we going to get a watch. I like watches, eh, Juan. So I always have to have some watches. I like watches. So we learned there's a nice watch store in Babel, Yemen. It's a place downtown Yemen called Babel, Yemen. So we're on the bus going there. We're sitting there, alhamdulillah. And the brother Bilal says, MashaAllah, Umdullah Saratihi. He says, Look at the brother's watch. That's a beautiful watch. And the brother says, Oh, Hadi. He says, This watch? He said, Yeah, where'd you, MashaAllah, where you get that watch from? He said, I bought it from one of As he's talking, he's taking the watch off. I'm thinking he thinks we're about to rob him or something. We look too African looking, too black maybe. He's taking it off. I'm thinking he's about to put it in his pocket, like, Y'all not about to come to my country and steal my watch. So he's taking his watch off. The brother was like, MashaAllah, you like this watch? He said, yeah, it's beautiful. He said, He said, this is from me to you, a gift. I've never seen nothing like that ever. 
We were in the masjid. You know, the Yemenis wear nice jackets. They're nice, they have their, they have their jambiya, their knife. And then they have their nice blazer. Some of the most beautiful jackets I ever saw. You're sitting with their brother waiting for the salah. You say, MashaAllah, the jameel. He said, that's a beautiful coat. May Allah bless you. The brother says, Allahu Akbar, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Whatever you say, they give it to you. I've never seen that ever. So now, every time I see something, hey, 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 that's nice. Shukran. Hey, hey, I like that though. Shukran, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Most everything I had my first year was gifts. My first knife. Oh, where'd you get that knife from? I like it. Oh, yours is nice. MashaAllah. As you're praising it, they're taking it off. It's the culture thing. Just like some of the Pakistanis, you eat their food, you can't leave. You can't leave until the food is done. You're never gonna, the nicest people you're ever gonna meet, they're gonna feed you like, mashallah. You're like, Shaykh, Shaykh, I have no more space. And I say, hey, cool, 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 eat more. And they're gonna keep bringing more food out, and more food out, and more food out. You say, Shaykh, I don't have nowhere, my belly, I don't have nowhere to put the food. Eat some more, yeah, eat some more. And you will offend him if you leave. So you gotta eat the food. You gotta humble yourself, be kind, eat the food. Alhamdulillah. Some of the Somalis are like that. You go to their home, they keep giving you food. Like a restaurant is down there. Where is all this food coming from? They just send it up and send it up and send it up. And nobody else is eating but the guests. Only the guests eat the food. That's their tradition, that's their culture. So you see a lot of things of culture, culture is allowed as long as it does not contradict the Quran and the Sunnah. So let's stop there, Ikhwan. Man, you read on your event. You're going to call it then, Sheikh. Tfadda. May Allah bless you. Allah, <laughs> Allah,